Sit by myself, talking to the moon. Welcome to Inspiration TTV. I am your host, the Plum Queen. It has been a while. It's been a while, but we have some fantastic people in the building. Say hey, Mr. Q and Chef T. Peace, y'all. How are you, Mr. Q here? Chef T. I appreciate y'all coming on and giving us your time and your energy. I have not done an interview in a while, and this will be actually my first amputee interview. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I really appreciate y'all coming in. Um, thank y'all for giving me a platform, you know what I'm saying, coming on your Ample Amputee podcast. Yes, it was a pleasure having you. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, did you did you know you made our clip of the week or uh, something that you said, uh, Queen? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Okay, it's on. Uh, I truncated it to about a uh, maybe a 20 or 30 second clip to generate and motivate people to go and watch the whole show. I'll make sure I send you a link to it so you can put it on your on your page. Please do. Yeah. I sure will. Oh, all yeah. right. Okay. Well, I'm glad that I was able to go on and do that and do my Absolutely. Thing. All right. Well, this ain't about me. This is about <laughs> y'all. Yes. Okay. So like I got to tell everybody this is y'all's show. 
introduce yourselves, tell them who you are, what you be about, and let's get this popping. So we're going to start with you, Mr. Q. Oh, me. Okay. Well, uh, uh, my government name is Eric Quander, but everyone calls me Mr. Q. Uh, I am a husband, father, artist, actor, uh, an active amputee, a business owner, and um, I've been an amputee since 2018. I am, I am a left below the knee amputee. And um, that is my life now. And I spend my days running several different businesses, always with the goal of manifesting uh, my understanding of God within me and hopefully communicating that understanding to people that I engage with, uh, whether it be you know, in work or, or just walking down the street. That's that's my, my purpose. As far as the amputee community, my goal is to encourage, inspire amputees and uh, others in the disabled community to commune, connect, and be open to change. Awesome. I say, I say, I love that. Okay. All right. And you, Chef T. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Tiana Edwards, um, but you can call me Chef T. Um, I have been an uh, amputee of the uh, right below the knees for seven years. June, um, January 2015 um, was my BKA. Um, it was due to um, type 1 diabetes and infection. Um, since then, I have um, created a small business. Um, I also am an entrepreneur myself. I have a candy house for my neighborhood. Uh, I like to call myself a child advocate. I love the kids. So I try to do anything I can to help support children. Um, I'm not, I haven't really been um, active in the amputee um, community, but since the podcast, I have been reaching out to a lot more and I've, and I've noticed that we have a wide, um, a wide group of us, meaning black young amputees. And I, and I am very excited about that. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm just here to also um, and inspire other young black women and um, differently abled people as well. Absolutely, I say we appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. I have we have that in common. Most for most of this time, I have been just been living like a regular person. I haven't really identified as an amputee, so that's this is rather new for me as well. And um, I was told that I was supposed to do this a long time ago. All right, and like as you can see. I'm all black power, you know what I'm saying, and all of that. So yes. that that was my first cause or you know, you know, my first thing to do. Right. So when I'm an amputee, I kinda have to blend the two because this is also a cause. Because being an amputee, I've had my experiences on a lot of injustices and things that really need to change. So I just been trying to figure out how to blend it all in. But twenty twenty two seems like the time because look, I bumped into YouTube. Exactly. Amen. Right. Amen. What what type of uh uh, obstacles when you're saying that you've encountered as an amputee, what what are some of those things? Well, I'm not handicapped enough. Right. You know, because I can do a lot for myself the way right. I, I don't know if this is a state to state thing or whatever. Sure. It's like they want me to be sick. They yes. want me to just, you know, just be bedridden and not do anything for myself yeah. because you don't yeah. need the small help that I need. Like, I don't drive yet. I'm learning now. So okay. it would benefit me to be able to get a Cessaride. 
Okay. And only I go to my doctor's appointments or when I go grocery shopping. So I don't have to go three or four times out of the month because I got to carry it. Exactly. It's real simple, right? I don't think that's taking a lot of the taxpayers' money. I yeah, I would think that, you know, my small little needs would be good, but no. I get I've got declined after time at, at the beginning. So I just said, fuck it. So I'm you go on. Yeah, instead of getting upset and angry no, the system. That's I'm not cool. Figure it out. Let me ask you something, another question. And don't let me hold the conversation, ladies. I like please. how you interviewing me on my interview, but I'm gonna let you go on ahead. Do your I, thing. I, I just had a question. I, I, let me let you ask your question. I ain't gonna ask. No, no, no. Do your thing. Because this you surprised the hell out of me. This surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> I get my SSI right now. See, this is another trap they try to put you in, right? And I and I and I and I play along. So they gonna give you a certain amount, right? And I said. Man, I can't live off this. I got a wife and a child to support. What happens if I make some more? Well, we're gonna take it away from you then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What? So oh, yeah. I, I I I follow the rules. I did a couple commercials. I tell them, hey, listen, this is how much I made. Okay, you ain't getting no money from us then. I'm like, well, <laughs> damn, you make yeah. me want to cheat you now. Why are you going to try to put a cap on how much I make just because I'm disabled, just because I worked, my disability didn't change. So why are you taking my money away that I put into Social Security? I put money into that. My parents put money into that. No explanation. You know them people held that money from me and I don't get it back? I'll never get it. I'll never get that. That's not fair to me, I don't think. I don't know. I, I don't know. No, it's not fair at all. How about it took me two and a half years to get disability, period. Walking yep. around like Me this. too. Took me two years. You see what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. Come on, well, man. Walking around like this. Right. Yeah. You go what I you need to, to know. Well, right. what it is is I, I could tell everybody this is a corporation. This is a business. Right, right. So this is why you have, no offense, sorry, lawyers, but this is what they do. They force you to get a lawyer so that lawyer that's what i had to do yeah 25% of your back pay yeah wait for them to yep days. yep that's See, how they my, got mine was a little different i had i waited out for over over 10 years well just about 10 years um, yeah, my mom fought in the 90s cuz i i've been sick my whole life with sickle cell and all that other stuff you know mm-hmm. so since the 90s she was fighting denied me um, 2008, um, I graduated high school, but during high school, I was having complications, denied me. So in 2008, I kept fighting, kept fighting, kept fighting. I saw the same, they put me in front of the same judge all three times, all three times she denied me. The fourth trial, a man from a, a Southern white man um, got on the phone and explained to her, like, her condition will never change. It's only going to get worse as she gets older. It's going to progress. And then they finally granted me social security. So this was in 2018. I finally got it after all those years. 18. And then that's so that's three years after my amputation. So I'm missing a whole ass leg, and you you still didn't give it to me. Where you live? In California, 29 Palms, California. Mm. 29 Palms, California. But I hear, I hear people, I hear people getting $1,200 a month. And so in SSI. I don't I, even get that. I don't get that. I, I don't either. 
I'm not even gonna put. <laughs> what are you doing? People understood what I live off of on on, on a on a month on a yearly basis on a yearly yeah. basis. They wouldn't know what to do with themselves. I'll tell you this. I talked to my homeboy the other day, and he said that he spends in a day what I live off on in a month. Yeah, a lot of people do. I agree. Wow. I agree. Money's I'm gone. Money's it out gone in three days. Yeah, I, I got. I just figure it out now. I do live in Macon, Georgia, so rent is cheap. I have disability. Okay. I have Section A, so I have some services, you know, to work okay. on now. But like you were saying, Q. I can't do nothing else. That's as what, soon yeah. as they even think they're they, doing something, they're yeah. trying to take it. Yeah. They gave me a raise. They gave me a fifty dollar raise on my disability. On my disability. On yeah. my SSI. Yeah, I got they one too. Took, they took uh twenty, no thirty dollars for my food stamps. Because you got it. Because they gave me fifty dollars. That's some. That's some. I don't like that. That ain't right, man. My check is less than a thousand dollars. It's like it's like they certainly have set it up to where you will not get ahead unless you cheat. You can't. You can't do it for sure. That's a fact. You got to cheat, and then they want to put you in jail if they find you cheating. Put you in jail for that. You want to put you in jail. You know what I'm saying? For trying to get ahead. For trying, like I don't want to be on disability. I don't need. I don't want y'all to take care of me. Right. Right. What's more money I can make? Yes. Doing it by myself. Yeah. I was yeah. making three times as much as I make right now a month disability. at the job that I was right. at the um the business I was working for prior to me losing my arm. Same. Right. Sister, Same. that's why I'm gonna tell y'all what I ain't gonna speak too much out of school. I ain't fooling with I don't care what them people say. I gotta take care of myself and my family. I don't that's care what bad. they say. That's a fact. Let me tell you something. This country was built off a uh, uh, That's country. right. Amen. And, and I'm an American. This country would be what it got going on if they didn't, if they didn't cheat. That's right. That's Absolutely. right. The Native Absolutely. Americans would be running it if they didn't cheat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's really, I'm actually finding myself getting more and more flustered when I hear these stories now of these people and how they have denied the SSI. Or it certainly ain't enough to live off of or nothing like that. And God forbid you have a family, you yeah. are screwed. Yeah. You are you are basically basically they're condemning you to a life of poverty. That's what they're basically yes. doing. Yeah, that's exactly right. what they're doing. That's and exactly that's not cool. It's not, yeah. but we let it. So this is why I I'm trying to build my own platform. That's why I'm trying to right. you know get myself in a position where I can start making um. Uh, creating situations where we can fix this. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not going to do it. No. Right. No. It don't yeah. behoove them. It don't. It don't work. It, it doesn't their, work for them. Yeah. It don't. If they do it, it's going to mess them up. Right. Yeah. So, and I can't. And I'm going to keep it real. On a realistic tip, you can't tell nobody to break down or stop a system that is benefiting them, mm-hmm. their family, and the generation. Mm-hmm. I don't That's care right. how right it is, how right. awful, moral, you ain't yeah. about to be a human being. Right. To stop what's working for them. Right. So, they got to have a real, the only thing that will make them change will be violence and threat money, of life. And, and finances yeah. or loss of life. That is and loss of life. Those are the only David two Banner things that, that will make them change. Right. David Banner said that, and I will always quote him on that. Yeah. Who said that? About David Banner. 
David Banner said. <laughs> he, he went all out and said, you know what I'm saying? You I know, dig he it. He pointed the, the group, but pretty much they only they only respect yeah. loss of life and loss of finances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you so get their they don't lose their lives and they don't lose their checks. Why do they have to stop? You, we, right. we, can, we can dip into police brutality where that comes from. The right. reason why that goes on is because there is no retaliation. We can't shoot them back. Right. And they still get their pension, still keep their jobs, still keep, you know what I'm saying? They're still able to protect and take care of their families after doing that. There is no repercussions. There's no consequences. Right. Just like a child. If a child doesn't get consequences, they're going to keep doing the shit that they know. Keep doing it. Right. I I think that black people ought to be policing our own communities. That's how it should be. Yeah. Or that the the police in the community, it should be... The, the percentages, you know, should be the same. Be from the people who live in that community. I agree. You have to live in that community to police it. I agree. You should know everybody there because that's going. You're going to protect and serve. That's right. That was your and it'll make you accountable Absolutely. because you know I got to go home and live next door to these people. Exactly. I can't be acting no fool, right? Exactly. I agree with that one hundred percent. That that is a that's a fact. All right, well, we want to get into y'all, you know what I'm saying? But I, yeah. I like, Mr. Q, how you went on and turned this into interviewing me again. I, I like how you did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so why and how did y'all meet and start Ample Ample Amputee Podcast? You want to tell us the first part of the story there, Chef? Well, we first met a while back. Um, yeah. We actually. We actually had a cooking venture together, me, him, and his wife, and um, we we um, were selling fish and chicken and goodies, yeah, together. And that's how we met. And from there, that's how our business relationship developed. And one and, day, and, oh, go ahead, go ahead. And then I just got this idea not long ago, only a couple, not a month, maybe I don't know, not long ago. And okay, and I said, uh, Chef, you know, uh, I really want. I think this podcasting platform thing. I just seen how it's really created opportunities for a lot of people, and I and I didn't see people that look like us really. And so what that said to me, oh, opportunity. And I didn't want to do it like by myself because I like talking with someone and dialoguing, and that's when I think the greatest ch- type of change happens. So I said, well, I'd like, do I want to host it with someone that's not an amputee? And then I said, no, it's about being an amputee. So uh, Chef is the only, it's the closest other amputee that I'm with. I don't know anyone better that's another amputee better than I know Chef. Uh, so it seemed like a natural fit. And I think we've been doing all right. And I like the difference in our age and perspective. I think oh, that yeah. we're on the same page on a lot of things, but chef is younger and sees things that I, you know, that are, are not in my purview. So I love hearing what she has to say and hearing her perspective. May I ask y'all's age? I'm 51. And I'm 31. Hey, okay. I'm 30, yeah. I'll be 37 in April. 37 yeah. in April. Mm-hmm. I'm a young looking 51, I know, sister. Yes, yeah, we try to be happy when we grow up. Kill Mr. Q. Hey. <laughs> And I and I don't live the wicked life, Lord. <laughs> I was walking around today. I was Make cleaning up my it. office and I was saying, uh, oh, because I went to the doctor today and I come back 
and I was looking at my health and he, you know, say, okay, you're looking not so bad. My heart doing some stuff, but we're okay. You know, I'm all right. I ain't got to get no operation. And I was walking around thinking about my old days, being in a band, being an actor, Lord. And I uh, saw our bass player. He's, uh, his name is Todd Thurman and we call him the Hitman. And I saw some pictures of him online today because he's in a, another big rock band and they playing big shows and this stuff all throughout the Midwest. And I'm like, damn, me and that little white boy. Lord, the stories I can tell. And to see that he's still living that lifestyle, I couldn't do it. There's no way. I said, I'm, I'm sure parts of me are pickled. <laughs> parts of me are just pickled. And, but I don't drink or nothing no more. I mean, I smoke my weed in abundance, but I don't do anything else, really. I got some mushrooms. I'm right, he said them. in abundance. <laughs> in abundance, yeah. Because yeah. I used to do everything in abundance. So now I don't do anything. And so, it, you know, I said for on occasion. There you go. I got you. Overstood. Overstood. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's how that all started. So yeah. what is your true vision for Ample Amputee Podcast? It has changed since we began in a lot of ways. The thing that hasn't changed is my desire and commitment to really inspire other amputees specifically even more specifically, black amputees. That is why I started the podcast. What we recognize is that, uh, from what I can tell, the interactions that we're getting online is that a lot of different people like our content and like the information and the way that it's presented. So I don't give a damn who listens to it. You know, I want everybody to listen to the truth because that's what I'm gonna share as best as I know. And I don't know anything, but as best as I know, I'm gonna share the truth. And I just wanted to be a place where I think a lot of not a lot of people are heard. And I don't even know what that's like. I don't know what it's like not to be heard. So I want to have a platform where people can just feel free to say something and to share your opinions and to. OK, so to be succinct, it is now transformed from just being a podcast to where I understand that there's a whole network that I'm going to create of shows that are for disabled people, that feature disabled people, sporting events that feature disabled people, because people want to see themselves. And I see that the industry is all on this inclusion thing. So why not let us get into it? The disabled industry is a 654 billion dollar a year industry. What if a black person or black people had 1% of that? That's $80 million. That blows my mind. You can make a lot of change with $80 million. You can make a lot of change with that change. So that's my goal and vision for the podcast. That change. I like that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we we have that in common, Mr. Q, which is yes, why Inspire Media Network will be launching. That's right. Because <clears throat> I ain't, ain't nothing wrong with my throat chakra either. I have no issue with talking and saying yeah. how I feel and you know, I'm expressing myself, but there are a lot of people who are really closed in 
and right. really don't have and really don't know how to do that. So it's one of the reasons why my podcast have other people in it as well. So I understand that. That's why yeah. on Sundays with my cousin, we do the tarot thing. That's honestly really a space for her to express, you know, her gift and to, you know, to get that on out there. Cause I ain't no tarot reader. I just holler at my ancestors. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's her gift. You know what I mean? And it needs to be expressed. And even with um, my sisters with the childhood um, trauma podcasts. Mm. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, a lot of, there's 90% of us deal with that. And a mm. lot of our issues and the things that we go through is based and rooted in that. So this is giving, you know, us a space, you know, for people to understand that you need to talk about that stuff. That is part of the issue, especially in our community. We don't talk about our traumas. It's pushed under the rug. What goes on in this house stays in this house. You know what I'm saying? And all that jazz. And this is why, you know, you have the R. Kelly's and the R. Kelly's of the world and, you know, all of this stuff going on because this is not being talked about. It's not being, you can't hold that stuff in. It's one of the reasons why I talk so much. Right. I agree. I have to get that out. When I'm when I'm in emotions, I feel it physically. That no good. That don't yeah. feel good. So I can't imagine someone just holding thirty years. You know what I'm saying? Worth the shit. So yeah, we got to we got to get that out. You know what I'm saying? That 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 is a must. So I totally oh I totally understand, and that's why I'm doing these things to give people a voice. We need platforms where we can have our voice, but we're not censored. You know what right. I'm saying? So they trying though. That's why that's why we coming on over the answer. Have our own yeah. thing, right. Our own thing. Let them have their thing. We gotta stop trying to change what they got going on. No. Create our own shit. Create our right. own spaces, our own platforms. We do our own thing. Right. You know, see, so I totally understand that. So so I have a couple of topics. Well, Two, I think, words that I want you guys to define and how that works in your life. Okay. I'll let you go first, Chef. All right. Confidence. Go ahead, Chef T. Define confidence for you and how that plays in your life. Um, confidence for me is just being comfortable in your own skin. Um, I had to learn that the, uh, I want to say the hard way, but it took me a while to learn that. Um, I wouldn't say it took the, ampute the amputation for me to get confidence, but um, I do believe confidence is being comfortable in your own skin. Um, without confidence, I feel like it will it will it will affect you mentally and emotionally, um, I, and it will also deter you from your your dreams and your goals. Um, it sucks that. The outside has a lot to do with your confidence, but once you master the confidence of self, I feel like that'll carry carry with you along the, um, your journey. Um, I always wake up in the morning and call myself beautiful in the mirror, um, give myself compliments daily throughout the day, and and just let my myself know that like I am enough, I am worthy, and I am supposed to be who I am. And it's nobody's, you know, no one can change who you are and who you're meant to be. So overall, I feel like. All right. Love that answer. Q, Mr. Q. Confidence. Um, confidence. To me, confidence is a understanding and knowledge that no matter what happens, I am enough. 
that no matter what circumstance or situation that I find myself in, that I am good enough and that I will get through it. And not only will I survive it, but I'm about thriving. And uh, Buddhist teachings, the, the, one of the principles in Buddhism is the lotus flower. The reason why the lotus flower is such a symbolic uh, image in that spiritual practice is because the lotus flower blossoms most beautifully when it's in dirty water, when it emerges, when it grows through muck and mire. Mm. You see, and a lot of the world that we are presented in this reality is a lot of muck and, and stuff. And so I think that, you know, our purposes as individuals is to thrive through that. You know, if that's the mucky water, then we got to rise up and, and, and show our beauty and break that surface. Right. And it takes confidence to do that. It takes confidence to know that the things around you do not affect your God nature. They only are opportunities for it to be more beautiful as it emerges. You dig? Because we're going to take all that negative shit that's in that dirty water and we filter it through prayer, through practice. Uh, sometimes you might want to smoke a little weed and see it through the smoke. But we filter all that shit, right, till we get to God. And then that's when we really vibe and then we really ride in the wave of life. And, it, and it's going to go like this. That confidence is supposed to be like that. Don't the water move? <laughs> Amen. Don't like water. Amen. Don't that water move? Don't like water. That's a fact. Yes, yeah. So that's confidence to me. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. I believe Chef T had to leave us, but that's okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. Me. Okay. Yeah. She had to go. Yeah. Okay. You got me. Yeah. Oh, we got you. We, we, we got you. We gonna be good. Okay. So, well, to, to something how I look at that, I love your lotus um, flower metaphor. I love metaphors, by the way. Yes. Maybe it's creative in me. I, when you have, uh, you know, uh, artistic way of describing, that's honestly the best way that I know how to learn and honestly retain information. Right. Having a visual, you know, thought process. Of yeah, me too. Yeah. So for me, mine's is the water buffalo. This is something that my friend and my mentor has said on his podcast, um, The Lighthouse, his name is Jamar Melton. When I first came into my, I'll say my awakening, I'll, I'll use that as the word, I was listening to a lot of his videos. And there was this one where he was talking about the water buffalo, how cows, they run. If there's a storm or you know something going on nature-wise, they run away. But the water buffalo runs straight through. Straight through it, yeah. Straight yeah. through it. Because at the end of the day, you really can't elude storms. Right. You can't outrun the storm. You know what I'm saying? But if you run through it, you're going to get through it quicker. The longer mm -hmm. you elude the storm, the longer you're going, you've got to go through it because you're running. Or you just stand okay. still sometime. That ain't good either. No, you know, because you're going to get swept up in the yeah. storm. Yeah. So you have to run straight through that edge, like the water buffalo, get through it. Amen. And it'll be over easier. Like people have this thing where they try to avoid things. You got to get that out your mind. You can't avoid right. your problems. You cannot avoid what I would call your shadow work. 
You cannot avoid the lessons that you were put here to learn. That's right. Not avoid them. There is no social promotion in the universe. We don't what? get to skip through class. You skip through grades. That's right. You like, yeah. And I love it. You see, the universe gonna let you do what you want to do for a while because it'd like to see how you're gonna do. It'd like to give you opportunities mm-hmm. because you may. That's why when people say, man, I keep finding myself in the same situation, that's because you ain't learned what the universe done taught you. You keep trying to ignore it. And so what I like to do is embrace that storm. I like to find the beauty in that storm as I'm going through it. So if I'm that water buffalo, I might pause a little bit to kind of look up and stick my tongue out. That's just me, though. <laughs> That's just me. But I'm going to keep on. You know, I get back on it. I keep on going. Uh, but I'm going to make sure I'm aware and look around me and kind of see. And I'm developing that much more in my life. Just the ability to look around and observe and take in to be more empathetic. Okay, I'm learning that to be because like you were saying just now, and that's what it struck me when you said that so many people, for whatever reasons in their life, have a quiet voice or have been the voice maybe have been beaten out of them. in you know, in in certain instances, I'm saying this uh, figuratively, even though I do know it can happen literally where the voice is literally beaten out of you and you're afraid to talk. Mm -hmm. And in those situations. I have not experienced those. So I, I'm only talking from what I can sense. You got to speak up. Yeah, you got to speak up. And I think that there's so many ways and avenues to do that in today's society, unlike it's ever been ever in human history, that the universe really has presented us with a lot of tools to better ourselves. It's just that sometimes people use those tools for evil. The internet, Instagram, TikTok, all those things could be instruments of true spiritual enlightenment and well-being. But some people would rather shake their ass or, you know, talk about their girlfriend or talk about the wickedness of the black woman or black man or, you know, Mm -hmm. what the Mexicans have done or what the white supremacists are doing. Yeah. That's why I be getting tired of social media. And then, you know, I'll just, ah, I just see it as a vehicle and a tool. So I want to use it that way. You know, it's funny. Uh, everybody around me feel the, the most the closest people to me feel that way about social media. Like my cousin, she'll scroll a couple of times and then she'll see a few things and it just turns her completely off. off. Yeah. On for now, interestingly with me, I really don't have that. Um, I really don't have that experience, and I'm gonna say it's because I feel like my perspective. You know, your 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 perspective, your perspective of it, and how you feel about things is really what molds kind of your experience, your reality. Yeah. yeah you know? So for me, I'm here to post, you right? Know, to use my life, my image, what I got going on to inspire people. Right. I honestly really don't care about any of the negative things that people do. So what I do is I got plenty of people who are ignorant. Mm-hmm. I honestly need those ignorant people to watch my watch my um, watch my page because I everyone you. 
friends that I need to reach. Right, I so hear you. I just unfollow them. You're still my friend, yeah. but I just follow you. I don't so need to see what you posted. Right. 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 Negative energy is showing right. up on my right. news. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of that lately. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of unfriending, un unblocking, not blocking, mm -hmm. but unfriending, unfollow type of stuff. Yeah, yeah but keeping them in my control. network. Yeah, you control your social media. That's right. You can't see nothing on there that you don't put on there. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So you completely control us. So when you think of it, it, honestly, if it bothers you, if social media bothers you, you got to check who's on your social media. Who's on your feed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who is posting those things that you're, what, that you're looking at. So maybe you don't need that those people. That's to right. That's there. right. I get a lot of inspiration. I'll be, I have a, I was told for my professional reasons, I need to stop sharing other people's shit because mm. I need to share my own things. I need to be okay. putting out my stuff. But <laughs> yeah, but for me, if it's something inspirational, if it's something then I want right. to share it because right. my purpose is for y'all to get this message. I just got something out of it. So here you go. Yeah, I feel that I'm more like you. Yeah, I'm more like you. If I find something because I've heard that, too, that I should do less sharing of other people's stuff but i'm like you know i was telling my agent i was like you know but i don't know everything so it ain't got to come from me for me to see value in it and to want to share that and i said so you know i understand what you're saying but yeah i'm not gonna do that <laughs> i'm gonna share what i want to share <laughs> well i've gotten a balance with it this is why i make take a lot of my photos and i put words and quotes on them so if i see a quote that inspires me and i feel smart like smart I just make sure associated with one of your images, right? But you're gonna see my face when you go right. I understand and associate that thought with you and that image rather. Beautiful. When I think about it, when you when you sharing memes, there's somebody else's most of me, somebody else's face. I don't know who that person is when I'm sharing it. So right, the difference between me sharing the same thoughts with my face on it. I love it, sister. Smart. Yep, I love it. Absolutely. All right, so. We got all the confidence in the world. You know, this is clear. You know what I'm saying? This is clear. We got this shit. So what do you say to other amputees and other people, period? Because this is one of the reasons why I didn't just overly associate with the amputee community, because I looked at an amputation just like being a fat girl, just like being too dark skinned, just like being the only girl that wears a natural. It's something that makes you different than the majority of, you know, what society feels says is normal. Right. And you're being either ridiculed or you're treated differently because of it. Or you're not liked as much because of it. So, like I said to you on, you know, when you interviewed me, I was a fat girl, I was dark skinned, and I had a fro. So men didn't lust, well, boys, I should say, didn't lust after me or wanted me to be their girlfriend or nothing like that. But yeah. I was definitely their friend. They was around me. I was mother love. They used to hang around me, ask me questions. I wasn't even into boys really like that because y'all didn't like me. But everybody was always coming to me asking me for advice. Interesting. Yeah. So my personality was the thing that attracted people. Right, yeah. Not my looks, even from right. day one. So when I lost my arm, it was kind of like, all right, that just add that to the fact. One more thing. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then my personality hasn't changed. So why should how they see me change? And right. that's kind of how I, I took that. So back to what I was going to ask you, how, what, how do you advise 
other people, you know what I'm saying, to find confidence in themselves and really, you know what I'm saying, enjoy their lives with these differences? How, how, how do you teach? How do you, what do you advise them to do? I advise everyone, and this is for an amputee and, and for the Joe walking down the street, connect with the God within you. You don't have to define what God is. You don't have to have a clear definition of anything like that. Begin with a seeking spirit to just get to know yourself better. And what's going to happen is you'll find God along the way. You'll find God. Ooh, come on back. See, you start, you start talking that truth, truth, then the internet want to stop, stop you. You're going to come on back. Well, I'm going to piggyback on what he said, and when he come back, he can finish his thought. You absolutely need to find the God in you. And like he said, regardless of who you pray to and all of that good stuff, you need to understand that you are connected to the source. You're back. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I uh, was going to so put you back and get my there thoughts. There you go. You did it. I couldn't hear you. Yeah, I couldn't hear you, but that's okay. Um, as I was saying, finding that God within you and connecting with that spirit and knowing that that the same stuff that makes the stars and what you see and the black dark matter that you see up in the star in the sky, all those ingredients are in you. So that means you are it and it is you. So let your confidence just start there. You are part of something much bigger than you and you're just a little bit of thing. Yet and still, you are the universe. And that's just a mind-blowing concept to me. I'm so small, but I'm still the universe. Now, I think it takes a long time to meander your way through the understanding of what that means. But I truly believe that everything I do say, action, affects the way that this universe is going to end. And I don't want it to end on a bad note because of me. <laughs> I don't want it. I, I want it to be yeah. it was okay while he was here. You know, he may have gone to hell in the handbasket while he's gone. But man, while he was here, he did his best to try to love people and, and he cared about people. And uh, you can't do that if you're going to be sitting in a chair moping. You can't be doing that if you be grudging your body and your life and your life's condition. You can't express gratitude. And one of the things that you will see, and I'm saying not you specifically, I'm saying you as a human being will learn is that people that truly experience a successful life have a few habits in common. The expression of gratitude is one of them. Yeah. The, the other two are structure, which is acknowledging, in my language, the divine. God is divine. The sun rises and sets every day. The ocean tide. All that is structure. All that is order. So you can't have a life of success without order. But some people, you know, listen to the Damon uh, media sometimes. Oh, no, just do what you want to do, man. Be free, man. Do the, blah, blah, blah. That ain't life. That ain't God. <laughs> no, you got to have a plan. And you got to have a beginning, middle, and end. And be open to all that changing. But have at least an idea. Have a direction of where you want to go. So I would tell amputees, start with a small goal. 
Start with whatever that goal is, whatever it is, something that you say you thought you couldn't do, figure out how you're going to do it and take it one little step at a time. And that will help to build the uh, thing that we talked about earlier. That will help to build your confidence. When you get those little things done, little every day, a little bit, some days you're going to be more successful at it than others. Every day I don't get something done that I want to get done. What I'm doing is exercising completing tasks that I wish to do least first in my day. Because I think, and the guy showed me this, he said, yeah, people have a habit when they make their to-do list, for example, they put the things that they don't want to do towards the bottom of the list. So now, Mr. Q, what I want you to do is shift it and put them to the top. And those things that you least desire, do them. Because what you're going to find is this. It ain't so bad. The, the thing that you dreaded the most Oh, hell, that was just a phone call. And now I'm through it. And now I can think about the other part of it. Or I can just rest in the success of it. You see, so I'm going to start doing that more. Putting what I want to do least first. That's what I'm going to try to do. You know, it's funny. I have a, I have an example of that. When I was a kid, I, eat, I used to eat my food in sections. You know, most children don't like vegetables. You know what I'm saying? So since vegetables is the least wanted part of the meal, I grew up in a household where you eat what's put before you and you ask no questions. There was no wasting of food. So I would eat my vegetables first. I'll eat my starch next and I will save the protein because the chicken, the steak or whatever. Yeah, the best. Yeah. Always what I wanted. That's so right. I did little things like that. It's just so funny when you look back at, you know, how... Yeah little divine things, not knowing that that's what you were doing, but you know, and that concept. Uh, I grew up as a fat kid too. I think I was telling you that. And so at a very early age, I decided that, oh, I could be one of those fat kids that the kids are going to make fun of and poke fun at. But I said, oh no, I ain't going to work for me. I, I'm going to be the bad motherfucking fat kid. I'm gonna be the cool kid. I'm gonna be the fat kid that the girls like and he cute and they'll pinch my cheeks and, and I'm cuddly and I was smart. So I was a bright boy. So I didn't have to worry about being dumb or nothing like that. And that's the life I led. I just made that. I decided at eight years old, I'm gonna love me no matter who around me because they might not like me because I'm fat and I know I'm good. So at eight years old, I just decided, no, man, I'm Eric Quander, motherfucker. So it's like, <laughs> that's just the way it was. And you, you can talk to people that I went to high school with. And one of the first things they might tell you is he would always say, I don't know about other people. I'm Eric motherfucking Quander. So those rules don't apply to me. Sorry. And I was like that when I was a kid. You manifested your life. And this is what I try to tell people all the time. What you think of yourself, when you're, everything starts with a thought. So what you think and what you feel is what is. Yes, I so agree. If you, think you, if you think you Eric motherfucking Quanda, you are That's Eric right. motherfucking Quanda. And then the, the reality is people will see you that way. Facts. People look at me as a regular person because I act like a regular person. Regular person, right. Most people, unless I'm dressed like this, where it is clear, if I sure. like, when I have on a jacket, I they won't even know. Right, my homeboy. I I visited home some years back. Went back to my old neighborhood. Saw some people out on the block. 
So I was talking to my homeboy and we in a whole 10 minute conversation. And I'm like, yeah, 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 you know, cause I just lost my arm and did What? Yeah. And then he looked down at me and was like, oh shit, it just gave me a hug. Right. Like, damn, you can't be just rolling up on people. To make <laughs> Man, I've been standing in front of you for 10 minutes. Right. You yeah. see me walk up with my other arm swinging. Like, <laughs> you notice that two of them wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because I didn't walk around. Oh my God, I lost my arm. There's people looking at me. You know, yeah. I, I just I just moved like I've always moved. Right. So you have to teach how to teach you to be quite honest. Amen. That's you right. You how you treat yourself. So that's you right. You you're nobody. They're gonna treat you like you're a nobody. That's right. And you know what? And so for them amputees, man, that are finding themselves, I'm talking to a lot of guys right now because I'm developing a show on amput on disabled dads. And so I'm in a lot of dialogues with men throughout the course of the day that are disabled. And the amount of depression and downtroddenness, lethargy, tiredness that these men are expressing to me is just amazing. It's just amazing. And I feel bad for people, you know, but it's like, damn, man, I, 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 I just rather be happy. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just rather be I happy. Feel you. I feel you. It's man. like, what? what? You let man get you down. So what if your woman left to get you another one? I mean, yeah, she, if she left you because of your leg, man, it ain't had nothing to do with your damn leg. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you said that. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I actually have to do a, a live about this and I have to share it to all of the amputee groups that I'm in because I've been seeing a lot of that. I need people to understand that. This, that is not, does not make or break your relationship. If a person is going to leave you, you know what I'm saying? During your worst, they wasn't for you in the first place. And that's how the universe, God, whatever you want to say, that's how God will do that for you. It'll have something happen to you so it can show you exactly who people really are because Amen. otherwise they'd have been faking the whole time. You don't want your whole life and your whole marriage thinking, thinking it was one thing. Right. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. You know You'll get 10, waste 10 years of your life with somebody who you fought, you yes, know what right. I'm saying, loved yes, you right. or really was feeling you, and it wasn't the case. They were using you for whatever it is that you were for whatever you. it was. And it might not even be malicious. And it no, might not have been malicious. Yeah, no, it might not have been malicious on their part. They didn't know no better. Right. But it is what it is. Yeah. Perfect example. My life. I had a boyfriend during this. He definitely he definitely went on and married somebody else and had a kid. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And I didn't have I didn't have enough brain space to to hate him or even I had my feelings, but I ain't had time for that because I had to figure this out. Right. Right. You see right, what I'm saying? Right. But right. Losing my arm and none of that, that had really nothing to do with that. That was him. That's right. His thing, he wasn't honestly right. He wasn't the person to be for me. Not, and that doesn't mean he didn't love me. That don't mean, because we didn't actually yeah. didn't have a bad relationship. We was right. actually we was actually pretty cool. You know, it was just the finances that was the problem. Yeah, I hear you. And so, but at the same time, that clearly wasn't the person that I needed to that be. That you supposed to be yoked with, right. Because it was, ah, Chef T. All right, she's back. Yay. And Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> good. So yeah, I 
I took it as, you know, that just wasn't the person that was supposed to be for me. And, you know, when I'm in love, I'm in love. So I was going to ride or die and, you know what I'm saying, do all that. And I honestly had no business doing that for that particular person. For that one, right. So the universe set it up so that I can move on. Because that's when I'm attached to people, I'm attached to them. So you really got to hurt my feelings for me to fall yeah. back to you. And it doesn't right. matter the dynamics, whether it be love or whether it be friendships. Because right. yeah, I, yeah, I forgive a lot. I'm very forgiving. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm very forgiving. Especially if you did something good for me, I try to hold yeah. on to the good exactly. part. Exactly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and work with that. But that's, you know, that-, that but, that's Yeah, we have to learn those boundaries in our life. And that's, and I have to learn that. And I'm at my age, still learning about those boundaries with my men that work for me. Because I'm they know Mr. Q soft heart. They know Mr. Q. Oh, Mr. Q pushover, man. He, if you need time out, he's going to give it to you. And he probably going to make sure you get paid. But one of my workers come to me and say, boss, you got to be, you can, you know, you got to tell these motherfuckers. And I had to. And like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just soft. That's, how, that's just me, you know. And so what I learned to do, I let him be the bad cop. Bad cop, good cop, bad cop. Yeah, let him be because he don't mind. And me, he know now nah, boss will let him go. So I say, no, y'all have to go ask the foreman. And he'll tell you, my job is to make sure y'all get paid and to find these jobs. Y'all job is to go out there and do them. So anything else, y'all talk to him and it works out fine. That way I get to be Mr. Nice Guy. He do his thing and my business run a bit smoother. Right. So setting those boundaries is important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, since you have joined us, Chef T, we want to hear you now. So... Uh, we was pretty much just going in. I had asked um, Mr. Q uh, what advice he would give to other amputees or people, period, about how to get through their situation. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, with the whole confidence thing, you know, how do you live your life and what would you advise them to do? Okay, so you want you want you want me to explain how I live my day to day and what advice I can give the next amputee on how to live their day to day. Sounds great. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, like you said in the beginning, I honestly live my day to day like I did seven years ago. Um, I don't think there's much of a change to it besides me having to put on a, a plastic prosthetic leg. To be honest, um, I still hike, I still cook, I still clean, I still shop, I still engage in personal activities. <laughs> like I'm still I'm still normal. I, I get in the water, like I go to the beach, I I do all kinds of things. I travel. So I just tell people who are like me or are differently abled, be just be who you were before the the amputation or the um disability um it's better if you do have a uh, a close-knit support system um i think that's what actually saved me was my support system um my immediate family and my close friends if i didn't have them i probably would be in a different headspace mentally i believe but other than that i'll just say live your regular life like you would before the um disability or the amputation there's no need to change who you are, unless it's like, unless you really have to, be honest. Absolutely. And you said something that I feel like I'm going to touch on. Because, you know, there are a lot of people who feel like they don't have anyone. Mm -hmm. 
say, and I, because I have a support system, but there's also been times where I felt like I didn't have one. And not because my, my support system didn't want to be a support system. It's because they got their own lives and their own shit that they got to deal with that I can't help them with. You know what I'm saying? So they can't put that energy, you know what I'm saying, into me because they need it for themselves. Okay. So there were and a I, lot of things. Well, go ahead. I also want to want to say, like, don't don't be that person to deny help or deny someone to be there for you. Um, I know we all feel like we're strong and adequate, but everybody needs help. So don't be that person to deny the help, knowing you need the help. Because when if someone wants to be there for you in this situation, let them be there for you. Because you might not always have that person there for you at all. That's right. That's right. Wow. And actually, that's a gift that you're giving to allow someone to give you. That's a gift that you're actually giving them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also, don't block your blessings. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 a lot of people say that no one's there for me, but then when you, when it's presented in a way that you don't want it, is when it doesn't mm. support. See, that's the biggest thing. See, a lot of times mm. we have support, but we don't, we have our thought process of what that's supposed to look like. Look like, yeah. And most of the time it's pretty much just giving them what they want or just letting them say what they say instead of holding them accountable. Yes. Sometimes the help is telling you, well, you need to look at yourself and the choices that you're making and how you're thinking to change mm -hmm. the situation. And a lot of people don't want that type of help. Right. So right. yeah, you have to choose if you really want help. That's a decision that you truly have to make. Do you really, and a lot of people don't. I'm gonna keep it real. A lot of people do not want to make changes in themselves to have the life that they want to live. They think mm -hmm. that something just going to fall out the sky. It's just, just one day is going to happen. Not understanding that there's work that needs to be done. That's, that's right. Energy. You attract everything to you. And I know that's a hard pill to swallow. But the worst things, even the worst things, everything you attract yep. to and it's for a purpose. Yes. That's I, right. that. I know that sounds crazy. I attracted losing my arm. That sounds crazy. But the fact mm -hmm. of the matter well. is, I, what it is is, I attracted a situation that put me in the situation to change. Amen. Now, now my universe decided to use this. How it was going to write. Because yeah. maybe there were other things previous that you were ignored or whatever. Right. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So this was the wake up call. Like I told you, I get attached to certain things. So I need that real strong. Huh, I need you to sit your ass down. Huh. Yeah, you. you know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, I need you to, you know what I mean? And that's what that was. And I put my universe was just like, let, let me not bullshit with you and just get straight to the point. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. you know, certain certain religious or spiritual practices will say that the life and existence that you find yourself in, you've asked for every single moment. Facts. That in the previous existence to this one, that you told the creator. Yep, I want, give me some of that and give me some of that and give me some of that because I'm going to show you that I love you so much that I'm going to get through all that and still give you praise. And he said, okay, I'm going to put you on down there. So some people believe that. I kind of believe, I can dig that. That's kind of, that works for me. Hold on now, Mr. Q. Go ahead, go ahead and say that, but I yep. That just a little, but go ahead, Shanti. Hey, just the other day, just the other day, I was in my room, in my, you know, in my own thoughts, and I was, I was asking God, I was like, I know, 
I know I did not ask for none of this shit. I, I know I didn't say I wanted to live this life. I said I know I didn't want to come to this goddamn earth. I know I didn't pick this shit. I said that the other day. I'm like, there's no way in hell I picked this life for me, this course for me. Like, why in hell would I want this to be this hard? No way. There's no way. Well, let, me, let, me, let me give you a few scenarios. Let me show you my tweet. So I won't say that you talked to God and said that you wanted to deal with this, all of this, to prove your love for him. I, I, that I don't agree with. But what I do agree with is that we do want our spirit. You know what? There's a TV show. I uh, want to say Black Lightning. It yes. Is. Okay. I don't know if you watched it. As mm -hmm. towards the last season, where the girl, where the youngest um daughter, she kept going up into the atmosphere and doing all that, you know, galactic shit that she can do with her body. And then there was some type of essence that was up there and took over her and took over her body because she wanted to experience being on Earth. So she almost she is like her her essence would just move slowly every time she would come up there. She would move slowly and attracting her energy was attracting her to her, and then she took over her body. And it this is like a, a spiritual uh I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. That is exactly right. what we're doing. That is exactly what we're doing. We're doing we're doing so with that, so with that being said, we do want to be here because your soul never dies. Death is an illusion. Sure. We are yeah. souls. And souls are energy. And if you know anything about science, dies, it just transforms. That's right. So a lot of times the way I believe when you come here on this earth, you get nine lives. It's not cats. It's us. Yeah. This yeah. is why we have deja vu. How can you possibly remember doing something that you've never done? Never done. Doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. But everything you experience, your brain and your essence holds on to that. I don't care what it is. At two years old, everything you experience, your brain. I agree. It's I somewhere agree. in there. Right? Yeah, it's, it's somewhere in there. You may not right. be. It. That's why you can recall things yes. from so thirty years ago, and it'd be picture clear. Anything traumatic that's ever happened to me, I can tell you that story verbatim. What I was right. wearing, what I looked like, and what happened. <laughs> Get that. So, just like in school, it, there are there are dozens of galaxies and dimensions and all that stuff. So we come here. Like I'm a nine. My life path is a nine. If you um deal with numerology, I don't know. Um, when's your birthday? We can find that out. I'm April 10th. Remember? You are April 10th. Uh, yes. 1970. You're a five. You have what? That's why you feisty like that. All that indulgence and yeah. I'm a number five. Me too. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm about to calculate how you find your um your life path. You add your birthday, all the numbers in your birthday, and you break it down to a single digit. Oh, I see it. I'm reading it. Yeah, I'm about yeah. freedom and, and change. Okay. That's what it say. Number five, and the Herophant. Okay, I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read this. That's a I don't know about the it. Herophant is a tarot tarot card. Card. Yeah, Herophant. Now that we getting into something, that's a mess now. All right. Where's my? I'm reading the article. It says I purpose and life path of the number five. 
Oh, you do that, chef? I didn't know you did that, sister. You're going to do that for don't me, man. Look, now, look, I don't do that shit. Look, look. Oh, you don't do the tarot reading. Hold on, oh. hold on. <laughs> no, but I, I decided to do a reading for the first time, and it was pretty accurate. So, 1970. Not you, Mr. Oh. Q. Yeah, 70. Oh. Yeah, 1970. 1970, okay. Yeah. I'm going to read through this thing, yeah. You're a four. Oh, I'm a oh, four. He's not, he's not five? No, he's a four. a four. I'm a five, Mr. Q. Yeah, I think okay. that's what he was saying. Yeah, I think that's what he was Okay, hold on. Let me go and check it out real quick. You're a four. Okay, I got it. I'm going to read it. Let me see. Number four. Like says it. all right uh yo Marilyn we gonna do you we gonna we gonna do you we got some yo Marilyn what's mine queen uh, you feel me yeah. <laughs> put them on queen I got you girl I got you girl I got you <laughs> oh can I read mine mine you're says four two, Bob, beloved you are four you're oh, four yeah, like you. so guess what yeah. the way I believe you guys are in the same class. This is how I um, I describe what I mean by having these lives. So there was something, you know how they say in biblical, the, the 144,000? Oh, yes, baby. Okay. Yeah. Well, in the rapture. How, this is how I describe that now with the, you know, the knowledge that I've acquired. Okay. There, it doesn't make any sense because they never made, I, I used to be a Nawabian. I don't know if you ever heard of Malachi Z. I know about oh, it. Yeah. Okay. Malachi That's York. Right. That's how I got into consciousness. You should look him up. So okay. he always used to say, you know, that the 44,000, it didn't make sense to me. There are trillions of people in this world. How, you And you mean to tell me that only 144,000 right. of us are going to make it. If that's the case, the rest of us on this earth right now are dead because how we know the 144,000 didn't leave already with that all part. the thousands of years that's gone. So it never made sense to me. But then I saw a post where they talk about soulmates and twin flames trying to um, decipher the two. The twin flame and soulmates are two different things. Mm -hmm. You only get one twin flame. That's almost like your opposite. That person is your mirror. But you have 143,999 soulmates. This is why you can be in different relationships. This is why people can get married to, you know what I'm saying, multiple times because you are connected to that person. That's what a soulmate is. Someone that you have a connection with. My cousin, she's my soulmate. That's why we're, you know what I'm saying, we're so close. You know what I'm saying? The people that your tribe, you know what I'm saying? Those are your soulmates. So it's like a graduating class. You all came at the same time. So like you and your Marilyn are fours. So you guys are a group of 144,000. I So if you do what you're supposed to do, you'll graduate. So that's why only 144,000 are going to make it, not just in general, just in this cycle. Understood. Okay. I understand that translation. Yeah, My number four right. says those who walk a life path with number four, what do they mean with number four? With number four, have an almost unbreakable spirit and astounding capabilities of self-control, which I am grappling with. Four reminds us that equality for all sides creates the strongest structures. I totally agree. It Its energy is that of stability. Wow. And then number they say four, go to another number one. Foundation. Number four is the number of foundation. That's why you get stability. 
There's a lot of stuff. I'm going to read through this and just, uh, you know, because I was like, no, I want to see what they say. It's called Knowing Thyself. This is These are all of the little tools and things that I've used to get where I am. You know what I'm and, saying? Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, figuring out myself. I want to learn every science. I want to learn. I want to learn it all. I want to pick. I agree. That's how you find out who you are. Next time we talk, I'm going to tell you about galactic signatures. That's going to blow your mind. Oh, you, oh, you, you listen to that brother out of New York, that brother Galacticus? I do you know that brother? Know I do not know him. Okay, no. he's a brother up there in New York. Uh, but he's an older guy now. Uh, handsome brother. And uh, he's about the galactic signature. That's okay. his... That well, he he talks about a lot. I need to find I'll send him a link. I'll send you a link to him. My wife's really things that I haven't learned yet. So yeah, yeah my wife's really into learned. this guy. I, I'm with yeah. you. Oh, that hey, I wanted to ask you a question though, and I want to get both your ideas. Sure. So because I had the strangest deja vu the other day. So where do you guys think the deja vu? What what do you think that is? That is that is an indication. That is an indication. You say what? That's an indication of your other lives. Other doing lives. What but doing lives. what? Again, just of what? I'll say what? I'll, from from my thought, this is my assumption. That would mean that you did this life again. Like if you have a deja vu, that means you did it before. So to me, that means that this is your you. This is your multiple time of doing this life because you've done it already. You're remembering mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. let's say, okay, I'm a nine, right? So if I have a deja vu. That makes me believe that I lived a nine life already, and this is my second go round. Like I said, there's no social promotion in the spirit realm. If mm -hmm. you don't come here and you don't do what you're supposed to do, you got to come back here. And do that point. That's why I feel death is illusion. You you don't you don't die. You just got to come back. Coming right. back to what we're saying about you picking. You know what I'm saying? You're coming choosing the path, right? Exactly. Right. So even right. your parents. And I know a lot of people don't like that when they don't like their parents, but you even chose your parents. I agree. The things that they did to you, those were lessons that you had to learn. Right. Those, those to teach them. Right. Learn what you learn. So any issues that I had with my mom, my neglect, whatever, whatever, I needed to learn that. See, you know how I told you how I'm so attached I am? That's why I had to go through what I went through with my mom. I had to learn detachment at an early age that would have stopped me from becoming who I am. Mm. I would have been so focused and so reliant on her love and her connection. I wouldn't have stepped out on my own. I, I can I see that and I can agree with it because that's part of my experience. My parents were always working and stuff. So I was raised by my grandparents. Right. So, again, at that eight year old self. I've, I learned early, oh, I have to make sure I love myself because my parents are working. And so I got to take care of you. You know, my grandparents are very loving and nurturing. And so don't get me wrong. And my aunts and uncles and my cousins. But still, I always felt, even though I was surrounded, I always felt, you know, apart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because my cousins and I talked about it years later. During like our family functions and stuff, all my aunts and my cousins would be there. My cousins there with their parents. Mm -hmm. Where are your parents, Eric? My parents are working in Washington. Oh, you know what I mean? So I just got used to it. It didn't, But they would be like, oh, and I'd be like, well, it's OK. I mean, you know, it's all right. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and it wouldn't be until I was in my 40s where I would understand, oh, OK, 
I would have liked for my parents to have been there, but I just, they weren't. So what the fuck are you going to do? I, I wasn't the kind of kid that's going to cry about it. And I'd be like, well, no, they're not here. It's cool. That's good. And that, you know, that's really good. Detachment. That's something that a lot of parents will have a hard, that's another pill that that's going to be hard to swallow because naturally you're, especially mothers, you're naturally attached to your child, carry them and all that. But we are all individuals. Your children were not born here for you. Right. I know a lot of parents don't know that. Every, every child is born for their own purpose. They chose, remember, to come here. Their purpose is to do what they were came they came here to do, not you know, to fulfill your insecurities and love right. you and think and mold and that and that's the biggest thing. I love y'all, but that that yeah. that's you know one of my things that and I'm gonna I don't know if this is a pushback on that. Happened eleven eleven, y'all. I had to say that. Oh, okay, eleven eleven. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I. Before my son was born, I thought that, you know, I was really put on this earth to be an actor, a performer, an artist. <clears throat> and when I saw my baby in the crib that first day or that first night when he come out of his mom, I was standing right there. Uh, when I looked at that boy, it's like I all of a sudden knew what my purpose was. Now, from my philosophy, my purpose really is to pave the way for the thus come one that is in the form of my son. That my son has all the answers that will solve the problems of this universe as we all do. Mm -hmm. He ain't the only one. He's just the one that's in my path right now that has chosen me to help him get through it. So I look at my son as like a little God and I'm like a little prophet for him. And I got to hew the path so that his truth can be propagated into the universe. That's a great purpose for me. That's enough. And that's a tremendous responsibility. You dig? And so I think if more parents felt that way about their children and saw that their children are truly gods, just as they are, but they're a God and you're purpose now is to prepare them to propagate truth. That's your purpose now. They're going to do it by watching you, by listening to you, and by mimicking you. And then what I tell my boy already, you're going to be much better than I am. Much better. And I can't wait to see it. Oh, I can't wait to see it. To see what power you're going to have. I can't wait to be there and see that, giving him something to look forward to. See, Mr. Q, that's because you have, you have, um, you're a four. You have a stability and a foundation within yourself. A lot of parents, they don't have children for that reason. A lot of parents have kids, mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to knock nobody. I ain't trying to judge it nobody. Is, it is, right. But a lot of people have children just because they had sex, not because they were planning on having children. A lot of parents see their kids as obligations and not, you know, like you said, gods and someone that I'm supposed to nurture and bring forth, you know what I'm saying, to, especially in our community. We see mm -hmm. some of our parents see them as burdens because this is mm -hmm. an mouth, mouth to feed. I have to go into work. I can't, I, my, I I, my life is over. I had to give up my life. 
to take care of you. I couldn't finish my goals and, and all that. A lot of our people, parents, see our children that way. So we kind of waiting for them to turn 18 so they can get out. Mm -hmm. we waiting for them to at least be 14 to get a job so they can start helping us pay bills. Mm -hmm. We don't really see yeah, the future. Yeah, See I've seen it. And that's a that's a pitiful thing. We got to change that in our communities. And it just starts in your household. It does. I am a read this as well. I was raised by my grandmother because my mother died from AIDS at the age of 33. And I was seven years old. And me and my grandma didn't have the greatest relationship until I had my son. I was able to apologize for anything I did. And she did also. And now COVID took her from me. And since she passed, I have felt her and my aunt who speaks to spirits has came to me to let me know that she is doing good. Kind of scared the shit out of me, but things she stated only me and grandma with no spirit, with no spirits. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. I tell people this all the time. Again, I don't try to knock nobody's, you know, perspective on religion and stuff like that. But what I will say is you need to start talking to your peoples. I don't care how long you've been alive. You ain't never met Jesus. You ain't never met Buddha. You ain't never met Muhammad, whoever, whoever they are. You've never met these people. You know your grandmother. You right. know your mother. You know what I'm saying? You know those people existed. You know those people loved you. And you are connected to them by blood and spirit. Talk to I talk to my ancestors. Yeah. And the more I talk to them, the more I acknowledge them, the more they give me. The more God, right. the more things happen. Yeah. You know, uh, tell me something, your perspectives on this, ladies. Um, when I commune with the spirits, I think it's very funny. They, see, uh, if they are a relative, if they were a relative and they have gone on to the next realm, they never let you see their face. That's been my experience. They let you know, like, for example, my grandfather, I talk to my grandfather all the time. And he visits me in my dreams. He never lets me see his face, but he like wears the same shirt. So I'll know it's him. He lets me hold his hand so that I know it's him, but he won't let me look at his face. You guys ever have that experience? I don't think the dead like you to look at their faces. Uh, well, I don't normally dream about my ancestors. I talk to them and they come to me while I'm meditating. And it's a it's kind of weird, maybe because I'm a creative and who I am, like my grandfather, when he comes to me, it's almost like a Mr. Miyagi kind of experience. And I almost because he was a big dude, the what's the panda? What the um karate panda? What was the panda? panda? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of the the you know, the vibe that I get. We're kind of sparring and and I take that as him teaching me, you know, teaching me. And you know, molding me to what I need to do. So when I meditate, I see that. When I see my grandmother, she looks like the woman in a hermit card in one of my tarot decks. So she definitely has the, you know, the um, the shamic, you know, what I'm saying, um, wisdom woman, you know, kind of thing. And a lot of times, I can see myself in her bosom, you know, saying she's holding me and, and, and things of that nature. Um, I've never seen either one of my aunts. But there is a moment where I kind of see everybody that's in the forefront of my mind. Anybody that I deal with on a regular basis is it's like a fire scene. We're at a campfire and everybody that I know is kind of around this campfire. And as I'm meditating there, their heads start to pop up and look directly at me. I dig it. 
saying? So I, I have those types of uh, experiences, but I, my mom, my grandmother comes to her in the way that you, that you described, as well as my aunt Tracy. As a matter of fact, my aunt Tracy died uh, a year ago on the 9th. So I actually going to have holler at this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be meditating on her and me and her yeah. going to be connecting and whatnot and, and things of that nature. So that's how I, I dig that's, it. That's the experience that I had. What about you, Chef? Shit. <laughs> I'll be asking for somebody to come see me and shit. They don't come. They don't come. <laughs> well, uh, well. Light like, no. I really be wanting, I just really want my grandmother. Like, I just want my grandmother to come and talk to me and, 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 and you know, tell me things or guide me. But no one comes. My mom, she's, she's the one. Like, shit, she's the one. I don't know. Everything gets said and brought to her, and then she'll tell Transfer it to her. Right. Yeah, and then like my brother, that that fool don't listen. I listen to everything. So when she tells me something, I'm like, all right, mom, I, I heard you. Two or three days later, not the same day. Two or three days later, exactly what she told me would happen, or what she said would have been said by somebody right. else, or you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, it happen. And I'm like, dang, mom. Ask God, like, ask God with you, woo She's like, girl, it don't work that way. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Don't work it. that way. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love to learn to talk to my, I would love to get in that, in that headspace to do that, you know, and get guided. Okay. Well, the fact that you are asking that right now and you're, you're putting that out in the universe, I would tell you to get you a white candle. White candles mm-hmm. will have a neutral energy and you tell the candle it's your intentions while you're lighting it. You want okay. to see I want to speak to your my grandma. Say her name. I do such and such and such and, such and meditate on her. I promise you, she okay. will. She will come to you. I'll give you an example. I have an aunt who died uh, a few years ago. We didn't get along, and I'm going to answer your question, your Marilyn, in a second. Her and I didn't get along in life when she was alive. So, okay. but I have a candle from her funeral that has her picture in it. White candle. So one day I wanted to use this white candle while I was meditating, but I had to think about that. Well, she didn't like me in life too tough. And like I said, we are not these bodies, we are our souls. Souls, yeah. Right. So right. I wasn't sure, you know, I didn't I didn't want to invite her, you know what I'm saying, her essence into my home, and she still had that type of energy towards Ooh, me. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't sure. So I asked. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I asked them for some advice, and they and my homegirl told me light the candle and talk to her, and that's how you get. And so I did, and I I pulled some cards, and you know the message that came out, me and her good, we Gucci. You know what I'm saying? And what I'll say is, you know, once you leave this body, all this earthly three yeah people, falls you, off, all that stuff falls away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not here anymore. That weight. Right. You know right. what you what you valued or what you thought was important ain't oh, important when you are. So right. me and her cool. So I know she protects me. I, I know you know she fuck with me now with Gucci. You know what I'm saying and all that. I can call on her. You know what I'm saying when I need be. So yeah, okay. I had to make sure I figured that out before I went on lighting that candle and doing my thing because you know spirits are real and right. I, yeah. I I'll pay about that. So you can yeah. absolutely talk to your peoples. You. you just put it in your mind. And the more you acknowledge them, the more they acknowledge you. Every time something good happens, mm. I'll, walk up, I'll walk up to my altar and I'll stand there and I'll let me let me so I can get y'all the whole screen. I'll go, 
gratitude, gratitude, gratitude in front of because I have it on my altar with all my cards and my crystals and stuff. So every time something great happens, even the smallest thing, I'll stand in front of it and say gratitude, gratitude, and thank you because I know that they're helping out up there finagle all this shit out because clearly certain things I don't have the resources for. I have no idea what I'm doing. Don't know where it's going to come from, but I know my purpose and this right. shit works. So y'all going to help a sister out. And that's how. Oh. And Sisters, I, I, I haven't been looking in the chat room. I wasn't looking at the comments. These people going crazy up in there. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't registering. So I'm looking at the comments now. I have a question. If you don't dream, what does that mean? I want to make sure I got to your Maryland. For me, that means to me that you are blocked. That means that you need to start connecting again with your ancestors. You need to start talking to grandma a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? You need to holler at her. You know, I can't specifically tell you how to do your spirituality, but being having a spiritual routine, you know what I'm saying, helps those blockages. You know what I'm saying? We we start to focus on the mundane in the world, you know, because you have a son, you have your husband, you got to work, COVID, you know what I'm saying? All this shit that's going on. So you're really not focused. Your energy is all over the place. So it really doesn't. And then another thing, we don't sleep as much as we should. Uh-huh. And a lot of people are, you know what I'm saying, what is it, um, sleep deprivation, I think the word is. That's a bit of ex- extreme, but that's really what it is. Because you don't get enough sleep is why you can't drink. Mm. 40-hour a work week is not natural. You are not supposed to work 12-hour days. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to work 16-hour days. You should be able to nap during the day so you can download what you've experienced. Again, remember everything you see, feel, hear, all that is you, you absorb all of that. So can you imagine absorbing shit? Think about your cell phone and you get or, or your computers or your devices that you're just uploading stuff day in and day out. You start the, the, the shit starts to heat up. And lag. Yeah. It starts to lag. You know what I'm saying? It starts to malfunction because you get viruses. Yeah, you get viruses because you're running and you're running it and you're running it. You see what I'm saying? So it's the same thing. When you are just running yourself, running yourself, it doesn't give your mind enough time to honestly debrief. I love this. (laughs) So that is um, a reason on why you 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 may not be dreaming. Now, I'm not a dream expert. Uh-huh. I want to do some more research on that, but from my right. experience, that is um that that's what that is. Now for me, see, I don't got kids, I don't have a regular job, so I take naps. <laughs> me too, girl. <laughs> so I get to download throughout the day. Now for me, my dreams seem to be the same, and I notice the more I elevate. Usually, they they change. Like when I was growing up, I used to always dream about being either in my uh, elementary school, PS40, shout out to Huntington Prep, or I'm on the street where my school was. It's called Guy Brewer, mm-hmm. and I'm I, and I'm on the bus, the 111, all them synchronicities. So I like it. Bus. So, but I get scared. I'm either trying, you know how you do those dreams when you're trying to run? And yeah. Just, I, know, yeah. I, hate, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I don't right. have that dream anymore. 
I used to have those. I used to have yeah. like that, and I used to get on this bus, and it'll be going. Um, anybody that lives in Queens know what I'm talking about. The bus on God Brewer going towards Jamaica Avenue. So I see all the houses on the sides and all that. And instead of seeing Jamaica Avenue, it seems like an abyss or this just blank space. Like we're on this bridge and there's a river or this ocean that this bridge is riding on. And there is no ending or there is an ending to it. So it scares me. So I either really I'll either hop on the bus or if I forget to get off the bus, I'll wake myself up because Mm. I'm scared about, you know, not knowing not knowing what's at the end. I hear you. Interesting. Also, in school, I won't go into the basement or or the basement or the attic. It's always dark and scary, and it gives me this anxiety feeling. So I don't need to go up there. I don't dream like that anymore. I'm no longer scared. I'm no longer running from anything. I'm still in the same places, but it's not like I said. I'm not running from anything. So that's how I know that I've elevated in certain ways. That I've learned some of the lessons that I need to learn, and I'm getting closer to my purpose. Jay Z actually taught me that, even though I don't like him. He was on mm-hmm. Oprah's master class, and he said he had a reoccurring dream. He was in the projects, and he used to be being chased down the stairs case in the project building. Once he started music and became successful, he didn't have that dream anymore. So that told me, okay, the more you find those, your dreams, again, it is a your lessons. Everything is a lesson. Everything is to yeah. teach you and to prepare you for what you're here for. I have a question. Yes. Do you? I. I'll, I'll ask the question, then I'll make my statement. Do you, ladies, in your dreams, do you have your amputation or your the body you were born with? Take a regular body. <laughs> you say what? She said huh? a regular body. She said I'm, I'm trying to be like I'm trying to be serious with you because that was to me that was just a funny ass question, but. A regular ass body, fool. We don't. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I've never dreamed in, uh, with, with, with the amputee, like with the amputation. I've never dreamed like that. I just started it. Really? I just started about, I'm gonna say a month ago. I had my first dream where in the dream I was an amputee. I think that's I dope. Huh? I'm not gonna lie. That's that. I don't know what that means. You truly embraced it. You you are truly embraced that's it. That's what I thought. That's what, I didn't want to be braggadocious, but that's what I thought. I said, oh, I think this is a breakthrough, honey. And she said, what? I said, I had my first dream of me being an amputee. And then I reflected and thought, I don't think since I became an amputee, I had been conscious in my dreams of my legs. I don't know, but I don't. It doesn't resonate with me, but I was damn sure when I woke up that morning, I said, babe, guess what? I, I dreamed just now I had a my amputee leg and I never dreamt that. And then I start to wonder, I wonder do amputees dream with their leg or without it? Or arm? Well, well, for me, again, when I'm in my dreams, I'm... I'm the narrator. That's the best way I can describe that. I understand. I'm kind of in the dream and I'm aware. It's funny. I'm actually aware of myself in my dream. I know. See, I can see myself sometimes in my dream. Right. No, I'm, I'm in the dream. I understand. I'm I'm in the dream. So I, it's my view and what I'm seeing and all of that. 
But when I meditate, it's different. When I meditate, I see my etheric arm. Okay. Okay, well, you, I'm going I'm to dip out into the galactic signature thing. So according to, with the galactic signature science, I'm a yellow lunar warrior. On, 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 after the show, I'll get y'all into that and show y'all what that means and all that. So as a yellow lunar warrior, so I have this yellow, I feel like I have this yellow essence. So when I'm meditating, I see myself in meditation and my arm is there, but it's yellow, like it looks like yellow stardust. I understand. Like some green lantern shit. Okay. So I say if I'm meditating, I'm going to use you, Vanessa. So I'm in my meditation. And that my cousin Vanessa, she's a blue rhythmic eagle. Okay. So if I if I have an image of us meditating next to each other, it'll kind of be like I'm sitting there and my hand is going this and it's like kind of like this. So if I'm if she's sitting on this side, my arm will be exuding the yellow, her I understand arm exuding the blue, and then that you know blue and yellow make green. So it'll kind of be like this. You know, the stardust of green going up kind of thing as if we're connected. Connected, yeah, for sure. So that's what I see. On Most of these things, I see myself in my meditation. When I'm dreaming, okay. I'm in the dream. Same, same here. And Chef, you always see yourself with regular legs in your dream. Regular. Interesting, regular. I dig it. Hey, you know, when I was an actor, one of my favorite exercises to do as an actor was between two characters, and you can do it with more than two. Uh, you can do it with three, four, it don't matter. But two, I like it. Where instead of doing our lines, we would only respond with each other through an imaginary string or light that connected us on the stage. This is a way that actors do choreography and you learn your choreography and blocking on the stage. So what I would envision is myself as one actor and the other actor and I see that light and we're gonna do the whole scene, but we ain't gonna say a word and we're gonna move and we're gonna navigate this stage. So now, how do I translate that to my own life? In my body, when I'm in meditation, uh, it starts down here in my stomach. And then that, and I can tap into it right here and right now. And it starts to come out and it comes out exactly. And I can make it start to light up this room. Okay. And as far as my amputation goes, I had to become aware and I have to do this honestly quite often. I have to put that beam of light that connects my stump to my prosthetic. So I can feel my prosthetic foot. You know what I mean? You mean your real foot? You mean you can feel No, my prosthetic foot. foot. Because oh. I can, the light is connect, going down through my stomach, down my right, uh, left leg, into my knee, and into the prosthetic, down my residual limb, down into this metal bar that's in it, down into the ankle of my prosthetic foot. That's interesting. On the top of my foot. Now I know that those are memory senses, but uh -huh. it's no less real. Okay, so that's yeah. what a lot of amputees call, they call it phantom pain. 
I don't, it does, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to pain because it doesn't I have it every pain. once in a while, not very often. Since we're talking about this, I can feel my arm now. So I know what you mean. I can actually feel my hand. Feel like, it. Right. I can feel, I can still feel my arm. And that's because, you know, your nerves, everything. They don't forget. Right. Yeah. You didn't snap the nerves that were attached to right. your body snatched out your brain. Right. It was just severed here, but yeah. it's attached to your brain is still there. So I can move my fingers when I think about it. Yep. It makes and my, my toes, I'm moving my toes right now yeah. on my foot. Yep. Yeah. I can do this, you know, and you can see yeah. me trying to do it. Right. I see it. Yes, I do see it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, so, you know what? This is another thing. This happened to me just two days ago. Lord knows. I sit on the side of my bed getting up in the morning and put my feet down. Sister, for about, I'm going to say 45 seconds, you couldn't have told me I didn't have that other fucking foot down on that floor. I, believe I thought I felt the coldness of the floor coming and I didn't even have my prosthetic on because I don't put it on. It's the first thing I put on in the morning, but I sit for a second, you know, just breathe and, you know, get, I, I'm alive at school and go on. But yeah. for those 45 seconds, boy, I really thought that leg was there. And I said, Lord, you let my leg grow back overnight. And it wasn't there. So then I put it back on. That just goes, again, that goes to us not being these bodies we yeah. are indeed we are uh what it, what's the word saying spiritual beings having a human experience there you go right. that's exactly what it is because you absolutely felt your life i really you did and you couldn't that's tell me life. different until i looked down and saw okay it's not there okay that's your life. yeah that's exactly. and again in your mind as well you're very strong-minded those are all indications of how much you've embraced that because like when I lost my arm, I didn't know it was gone. The right. nurse had to tell me it was gone. So again, I didn't have in my mind at all, you know, this. So I was functioning. So my, my, my brain was telling my body that it was still there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. No, I did it. And right. Now like, oh, sure. now I know it's gone. But sure. prior to knowing it was gone, I still thought it was there. So I didn't feel any different until she told me different. So right. your mind controls everything. Everybody needs to watch the movie, The Secret, the documentary, The Secret. I really advise everybody to watch it. I watch read that movie. book. I never saw the movie, but I did read that book. Yes, ma'am. I did read it. It's a, it's a must. It's absolutely yeah. healthy, and you need to watch it more than one time. Yeah, you got to read it, too. You got to read it like a uh, a reference guide. Yes, exactly. You don't just read it through. You got to no. read it. And then you may skip and then come on back because you ain't going to get right. some shit that first time you get through it. That's yeah. right. Highlight all that. Exactly. Yeah, highlight. It's yes, man. Yeah. It's all about yeah. attraction and how you create your own life. That is a fact. So, What um, social media platform is that on? Or what um, streaming network? I think it's on Kindle. I think you can get it free for Kindle. I, I, I Don't quote me on that, but I think you can. The documentary. See, I've never read the book. I've only watched documentaries. Oh, okay, yeah. Netflix. Um, could you could possibly, you know, get catch it? But I know you can get that book on Google on on Amazon. You can Google that thing, and I'm sure you can find it. But try Netflix. Okay. Secret. I had it on DVD once. You know, they don't. We don't. They don't burn. DVD. Yeah, it's on Netflix. No more. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. If you're subscribed, you can watch it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Netflix. Yeah. Absolutely, watch it. It it it, it definitely helps. I've never seen the movie. Maybe I'll check it out. I've never saw it. You know, they have yeah, different. They have different, they have different people from all different walks of life. They got philosophers, pastors, 
physical physicists, teachers, you know, all different people who use laws of attraction, you know what I'm saying, to better their lives. And it shows you no matter the walk of life, these people are still using this and it's working for them. All right. I'm going to check it out. I mean, it does. I totally believe in it. You know, I've been. Oh, hey, Clarence Wiggins in the house. I love that brother. He's he's my Facebook friend. Good to see you, Clarence Wiggins. Uh, and he's going to come on our show, too, on the Amputee uh, podcast the, uh, that we do, Jeff. He's going to come on there during the dad show. At any rate, um, this year, boy, has been put in my heart so many wonderful dreams and things to aspire for that I've been sitting in this office last few days, you know, doing little things. I'm working on my book. I'm really trying to you know, put a big dent in that book, man, this month. And um, I'd like to finish that book by April. I really would love to give that to myself as a birthday present. So I'm pushing it. Don't try and, say that. Yeah, say I'm going to do it. I don't like saying try. Yeah, I don't like try. I'm doing try it. Try is to fail. I'm exactly. They do or do not, like Yoda say. And so it just never amazes me the opportunities that the universe will just lay at your feet. If you just take one little step, just one little step, man, you'd be surprised. So to our community and people that are listening, man, I just want to, you know, encourage y'all to take a step, a step, man, just take a step in a direction. It's okay. If it's the wrong direction, it's okay. If you, if you foot land in some mud or whatever, man, it's all right, but take a step. Because, man, I tell you, whenever I take them steps, I'm never, I'm always amazed at what comes back. Just always amazed. Things that if you asked me a week ago, oh, would you be doing that? I hadn't thought about it. But last week, I didn't talk to X, Y, and Z. So it's now a possibility that I didn't consider. Take a step, y'all. Just take a step to get that life that you want. You know, take a step. And so I'm going to do some crazy shit, I think, in 2022, y'all. I'm just saying that right now. I think I'm going to do some crazy shit, man. I'm going to do some crazy shit. And I'm going to be here to watch. Amen, amen, (laughs) amen. You know, I went and took that, uh, my first pilot class last uh, weekend, Chef. Oh, you finally went, Yes, ma'am. I went last Saturday. And uh, ain't going to take me long to get that glider license. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah, it ain't gonna take me too long. I still think I'm tripping, but congratulations. I I loved it. I loved it. I was scared (laughs) as shit. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I'm not going back. I didn't go back. I'm not going this Saturday. I'm gonna go to next Saturday. Uh, So I'm gonna miss one week and then I'll go back to next week. Uh, But I'm excited about it. And that's just one thing. And then I've seen these fellas, man. They got guys flying them things, man, over in the Swiss Alps looking down at the mountains. And I say, Eric, that could be you one day. And why not? And I don't know if I'm going to do it, but damn it, if I get that glider license, I don't know what the hell I might do. Yeah. So you want uh, so you, you to be a frozen nigga in the Alps, huh? I'd be in there frozen up. But I tell you what, I never <laughs> thought I would do such a thing. I never thought it. Right. But now, okay, maybe- speaking of. Speaking of things that you thought you never would do, what are what are a few things that you guys have done that you thought you never would have done being an amputee? 
Get back in the show business. Okay. Shit, this. This? This. Okay. You know, I, 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 don't, I do not have any media background. Uh, as far as modeling goes, I, I don't have no, mo I didn't think I could be a model because I was fat. So everything, honestly, that I'm doing right now, I did wow. not think, I didn't wow. think I could do it when I had two arms. Okay. Right. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And mm. actually losing my arm has opened up, you Just know. Just opened it up. Yeah. Opportunities for me to actually do that. That's yeah. dope. Like that. Well, yeah, yeah. What yeah. about you, Chef? What is that for all you? Right. Mine were all physical. Like mine were all physical activities that I thought I couldn't, I could no longer do. Um, yeah. Like I went, decided to go um, rollerblading, like skating. Um, it was, it was tough. Don't get me wrong, but I did that shit. Like I was like, if they, if they can skate, I can skate. That's but don't right. I was on that wall the whole night, but I enjoyed myself. The crowd I was with was very loving and supportive. Right. So that was fun. Um, I swam in the ocean with the like I did all kinds of shit with this leg. Like yeah. I can't. Oh, I, when you go swimming, do you swim with your leg or without it? Because I take mine off. Both, either both, both. Oh, you do both. So, yeah. So the the when I first when I first went in the water, I had it on, and then they I don't know if you guys have seen, but like in pools, they have like this little bench. You sit on it, and it puts you in the water. Have you guys seen those? Oh, and you lay you lay you down like that. It sits you Nothing down like in the so, water. Yeah, so like you sit I on, you sit yeah. down, yeah, and it turns and it and then yes, it's just I seen it. Yeah, I seen it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I tried that without the leg, and I did fairly fine. So anything oh. is possible. What anything I did is, is I uh, get to the close edge of the pool. Mm -hmm. Typically, I'll pull a chair up to that edge where I know I'm going to hop out and hop in, take my mm -hmm. leg off, and jump on in. Just go, then yeah, swim. yeah. Then I just go. It ain't bothering me. And I, and my wife said, "You ain't scared." I said, yeah, "Well, I've been swimming since I was four years old. What the hell, I'm scared of?" <laughs> Thank you for saying that. That's gonna say into a moment of inspiration. Exactly. People yeah. tend to think that once they lose their limb, it's almost like you think you've erased everything you've done. Oh, yeah, nah. If you knew how to do whatever, whatever I knew, like for instance, I knew how to tie my shoe before. I lost my arm. So now I can figure out. I can tie my shoe now. I, don't I just got to adapt to it. You right. got to figuring out, you know, what it is that you're missing with it. But if you, like, I can swim too. Now I don't have an issue, of course, getting into it. But as far as me swimming, I can't go as fast as everybody else. Sure. And I, okay. probably, and I probably couldn't save anybody. Sure. You don't know the thing that you have until so, you try. Well, I'll, say right. this. well, I'll give you an example. I was in the pool once and this little boy jumped into the pool and he had no business jumping in that on, on the deep end. And okay. he was literally trying to grab onto me because I'm could, on the right. and could not. This was him. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I possibly couldn't because maybe if I was in shape. And then you can go on my back, you know, you know, right. I won't be, I would have to, I have to save myself. I have to hold of on. Of course, of course. Hey, would you get a prosthetic arm if you could? Would you like to see my prosthetic arm? Oh, you have yeah. one? Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Look at that. You captured me, Plum Queen. <laughs> I'm going to get you, girl. I, I, I was talking to another guy who uh, is in, 
I think he's missing his arm, sister, below the elbow. And he says okay. he tried to wear the prosthetic. He don't like it. He said he can't do it. He says, no, it, 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 I feel it's too stifling. So he doesn't wear his arm and uh, prosthetic at all. It's probably a hindrance. Yeah, he said it's a hindrance. I see it, sister. I can't see. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. And I see Dang. where it's strapped around. Yeah, I see it. All right. All right. That's just for cosmetic. It, you can't use it, huh? Exactly. And that's yeah, why. Yeah, ain't no gift for you. Yeah, I understand. Then what was the point of giving that to you? What was the point? Because, well, for me, uh, they took too long. They took they, they took them two years to, to, to make this by time. Right. You're used to it. It's nine months. I knew how to. I was rolling blunts, putting on my tiny shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was doing everything by the time they got to me. So I was just like, well, fuck it. And again, it is for cosmetic reasons. Because again, unfortunately, most people care about the way they look more than anything. Yes, that's we talked about and that. That yeah. wasn't yeah, that wasn't my um my thing. I needed to be functional. Right. Okay. So Question. Um, yeah, wait. Speaking of look, okay. What 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 do you guys get more? Children looking and staring at you or grown ass adults looking and staring at you? Whisper. Both. Both. Both? Oh Both. my god. I, I haven't I haven't noticed it. I had this you lady in Walmart. Okay. She, I have a tattoo. Yeah. This, um, the doctor saved it, um, saved it for me. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So this, this lady was very clever. I have to give it to her. She okay. asked me about my tattoo while I was in Walmart. So she can, she wanted to see my arm. And sure, sure. Her clothes. So she was like, oh, that's a nice tattoo. Ugh. And I was like, oh, yeah, the doctor saved it for me. And da, 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 da. But that was very clever of her to not to respectfully ask the question because, you know, people don't know if, you know what I'm saying, if you're cool with that or not. You True. know, some True. people take offense to that. Some people are not comfortable with it. So they wanted to, you know, she wanted to know. So I thought it was cool. But I love when kids do it. Me too. It is just the most. They like <laughs> it's so cute. It is just the cutest thing, and they can't help themselves. And then their parents are like, "Don't stare." Oh, yeah, don't stare. yeah, yeah no, I say stare. And I'm like, no, I don't I'm clearly I'm different. You know, you're yeah, oh, right. you teaching them their ten toes and singers, and then you they looking at me like, "But mommy, what's up with that?" Right. Like, right. Yeah, you know, so I, I gotta I, say, I think it's made Turtle a little celebrity at his school. Because oh, Turtle's dad is the cowboy with the robot leg. Yeah, like, and there you it. go. And they want to the see. It. Yeah, they said the robot. <laughs> he got the robot leg, so they love it. And they and and dad, show him your leg. They, I told them they don't believe me. Oh, they so say you walk cute. regular. They don't believe that you have one leg. And so I show it to them, and they just look at it, want to hit it. I let them hit it. I said, doesn't hurt me, son. You can hit it all day long. And uh. Then that's it. Then they're they're done and they're gone out to something they're about their business. Yeah. They're gone about their business. Yeah. And it's they're entertained for about two minutes with it. And then they're satiated and then they that's it. Right. It's the grown people who, who still are ignorant that gave me I try not to to give them that that negative energy back, but it's just like damn, like how old do you have to be to 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 know that this happens, like people in America have have amputees, like not like you know, like I don't know. Like, it's Listen, so I had a minister tell me to my face 
I don't, I tell you what, Mr. Q, you, you're a strong man. I don't know how you bear it. I think I would have killed myself if I were you. I've heard that before. Yeah. What? I'm like, brother, then you ain't living right. If you think a listen leg is worth you losing your life over, you ain't living right. That's what yeah, I told him. And from grown ups, like grown people, grown older than me, saying stuff like that. Like, what? Crazy. I don't get I it, but I, I'm like, oh, okay, like that's where you are. That's where yeah. you are in your life. You okay. Yeah, that's you will be surprised. I, people tell yeah. me that all the time. And I'll be looking at them like, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me how you, yeah. how you value this one piece of thing. Except for and you're missing all the rest of this, yeah, right? All this right. going on, right? Right. Overly focus about this one. That one piece, yeah. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, that's know. definitely weird. And uh, and then uh, and then I got to get going, but I want to ask, and we can talk about it later. I want to ask about dating, uh, because I might be dating soon. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm done with you. I can't. Huh? I can't take Whatever you seriously. <laughs> I'll tell y'all about it later. I'll tell y'all oh, okay. about that next time. But I might be thinking oh, soon. You now. And uh, uh, I am excited. Uh, next, we got, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on the show. And you ladies yes, keep talking even if I have to go. I do want to thank you. And we got a great month of shows for the rest of the month coming on Ample Amputee. We got some good people coming up. And I haven't even told Chef about everything that happened today. Sister, wait till I tell you tonight when I talk to you what happened. Anyway, <laughs> um, and uh, I just want to invite y'all, come on over, check on our show, Ample Amputee, on Wednesdays at 5.30. We like to have a nice panel of folks, so come on in. You can call, and I'm going to start uh, looking at our comments more. I'm, maybe we get some comments, I hope. So come on back. Yeah, I want to I see y'all. So I sure did appreciate this. And you know, I'll talk all damn night. So uh, Queen, you have me on anytime you want. I uh, surely will. <laughs> I'm going to have y'all as many as times as y'all are available to be yes, on Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And they're loving it. They are on it. So That's they good. Yeah. Amen, right. amen. Well, sisters, I got to go. I got to go. I got to work on this book. I got to write. I make myself write for 90 minutes every single night. And my writer buddy says, Mr. Q, you got to start it at the same time every night. Because you know how earlier we were talking about discipline. That's my way of trying to say, okay, for 90 minutes, let me work on this fucking book. Even if I only write a paragraph, I, I'm making that 90 minutes count. So my 90 minutes start soon. All right, all right. There you go. All right, y'all. Thank you and good night to y'all. Good night, good night. Good night All right. Okay, I'll talk to you later, Chef. I'll be up to about 11. All right. All right. Okay, bye. All right. Well, Chef T, I ain't going to hold you no longer either. We appreciate you showing up and showing out. Thank Let you. Let you know how to find you. Um, I You can find me at Ample Amputee Podcast on Facebook and on uh, YouTube Live, 530 every Wednesday, Pacific Standard Time. Um. Instagram edwards.tiana or on Facebook at janae.edwards. Um, if you want me to cook you up a meal or you want some candy at the candy house, come through. Holler at you, girl. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Well, I'm going to find my way to Cali because, yeah, I'm, that, that sounds <laughs> too, late, too late to be eating, but I'm going to find something since you said 
Well, I appreciate both you and Mr. Q coming on here and giving us your time and your energy. This was definitely a dope situation. And I'm just going to say we need to do this on a regular basis. We need to yes, do the ample amputee, inspiration TTV collide thing. You yep. know what I'm saying? Maybe do it once a month, you know, so we could come here and talk our shit and, yes. and inspire people. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's what we do. All yes, right. I love it. <laughs> I love you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I'm going to let these folks know what I got going on because we yes, got sir. a lot going on. Okay. Uh, yeah, so y'all know what this is. Inspire Media Network is launching in April. I think I'm going to just do it for my birthday. So yeah, April 9th, looked up for that. If you got Roku TV, if you don't, get it. Get it now. You got a couple of months. Some things is kind of cheap. I promise you, fit it out. <laughs> and you can have all this, you know what I'm saying? Come get this inspiration because this yes, is dope. Yeah. We out here doing our thing. We are looking for businesses who want to advertise. Y'all know how TV works. Let's yeah. get it together. You know what I'm saying? And if you're a content creator, if you have a podcast, if you have a TV show, if you have skits, if you're doing all that creative stuff, we want you here on Amspire Media Network. Okay. Uh, what else do I have going on? Also, because of my newfound connection with the amputee community, some of the issues that we were talking about earlier, you know, their lack of confidence and, you know, people need to vent. People need somebody to talk to, you know, and things of that nature. So I am going to start a service. Let's start. Yes, let's find the overlay for that real quick. Like this being my show. So, yeah, we're going to call it a helping hand talk therapy services. So I'm going to set up a situation, you know what I'm saying, where you can slot out a time where you can talk. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, I have a group called Inspiration, um, Environment of Inspiration on Facebook that is free. You can come in, express yourself, post whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Take it in, put, put something in, whatever it is you want to do. But some people want that personal thing. And I understand that not everybody is comfortable putting their business out there and expressing themselves in public. So if you need somebody that you need to talk to, because like I said, some people don't have nobody. Yes. It's a really sad thing that some people just really need someone just to vent to or to give them some guidance. So I'm here to do that for you. We'll be launching in April and I will have it set up where you can schedule some time. So, you know, we could do this. I saw this honestly on um, on TV. They got the swimmer dude, uh, Michael, uh, Mike, Mike, yeah, 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 yeah. Clear, I think he's he was battling depression, so okay. they got him being a sponsor for you know talk therapy, talk for all, and all that good stuff. Well, okay. I'm gonna start a situation strictly for no, not strictly, but you know what I'm saying, uh, motivated by amputees because gotcha. we need the space. You know, we really need to just change our minds. Uh, what else do I have going on? Yeah, if you are somebody that's awesome and amptastic and melanated excellence, whatever you got going on and you want to be interviewed, come on my show. You know what I'm saying? Because like tomorrow we're going to have Omar S. Hunt. Oh, look at oh, I love it. Yeah, we're going to be <laughs> to be interviewing him tomorrow night at 9 p.m. So make okay. sure you tune in. This is another Amptastic individual that I met on the Ample Amputee podcast. This individual is dope. This man out here with one leg fixing y'all staircases like, hey, like, like he, like y'all saying, like he about to walk up him. Okay, so he is a dope. He is a dope carpenter. He is not allowed losing his leg to stop him from doing his thing. So uh, another form of inspiration. I could say anything we can do. 
you can do. You can do. So Amen. We'll give y'all some example of that. So make sure you tune in tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Uh, I got a lot going on. What else we got before we go? Since we've been here this long, we just gonna go, okay, here we go. <laughs> so I'm gonna get into the NFT space, guys. Uh, that's a new thing. I, I'm always into innovation and whatnot. So I'm going to start amputee inspired NFT situation. You know what I'm saying? So look for that. I got to figure out how it actually works, you know, because it deals with cryptocurrency and the blockchain and all that. So I'm figuring that out. But uh, yeah, I'm going to get into the NFT space. So please, please look out for that. Uh, also, I sell digital business cards. Okay. You know what I'm saying? As you can see in this picture, I've um, put my bit, my digital, uh, my QR code on my shirt. And I've also turned them into stickers. And that's how I've been promoting my businesses and everything that I got going on in the pandemic. Because, you know, nobody want to touch nothing or be around nobody no more. So this is a really cool way and safe way for you to promote your business and that's still get your traction. Because everywhere I go, when I'm on a plane uh, and I'm in the airport, I stick that shit everywhere. Do, 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 do. When I'm in restaurants, anywhere that I go and I'm in downtown areas, because somebody going to scan that shit. That's the new thing now, restaurants. Or do, 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 that's the thing. So I'm on it. So y'all need to get on it too. Get you a digital business card. It's really dope, very inexpensive, and great for your business. All right? So that's all I got for right now. I love, love, love y'all. Make sure y'all tune in. And, you know, hit us up and make sure you watch Ample Amputee Podcast on Wednesdays at 5.30 PST. So that would be 8.30 hour time in EST. Okay. So go on and get all this inspiration. All right. I love, love, love y'all. And y'all enjoy the rest of y'all evening. Be inspired. Peace. Thank you, Pump Queen. Bye, guys.